0: Hey, welcome to the After Now podcast with Tim and George. Give us a listen. What do you have to lose?
1: Because let's be honest, you've wasted time on sketchier stuff than this before. Hey, Tim. Hey, George. What do Russians call it when there's no internet?
0: Um, I don't know. What do Russians call it when there's no internet?
1: Internet.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Hey, hey, Tim. Hey, George. What did our parents do to kill boredom before the internet?
0: Well, we don't have that kind of show, George. I don't think I can really talk about those things.
1: Yeah, I asked my 10 brothers and sisters, but they didn't know either.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Yeah.
1: So if if you haven't guessed, uh, this is kind of a theme show because this is our 30th episode. And it happens to be the 30th anniversary of the internet.
0: Thirty, uh, thirty year thirty for thirty is what we we're gonna call it, right? Yeah,
1: thirty yeah. for thirty.
0: Yeah, that's good. Stuff. All right, so,
1: all right, so, so I've got a, a blast from the past. Okay, go for it. All right, you got mail.
0: So, we're talking about uh, thirty years of internet, huh? Thirty years, and it's so we've talked a lot about
1: AI. We've talked a lot about um, different pieces of technology, right? Oh my gosh, the this, this to say that this was a game changer is to underestimate anything y- you could possibly imagine about the internet.
0: Yeah, and and the the effects are, I mean, uh, profound, and uh, it it's probably the single largest thing, uh, you know, mankind of has ever built. If you really think about it, um, you know. A, a, a structure from a from a infrastructure perspective, maybe, you know the the road network or the train network, right? Which you know serve their own purposes, right? I mean, it's kind of the same thing. We're moving information <laughs> or or goods and services from one place to another. But the information network, right, of the internet, that that's got to be probably the biggest thing we've ever built.
1: In without a doubt. Because there all those other things and we needed those other things. We needed the roads because along the roads we put power lines and we put communication lines and we we did all that. Right. So we needed all that infrastructure in place. But with the internet, you could literally reach across the world and communicate instantaneously. And this was early internet. Right right so you could you could send an email you could um you could share information you could get on chat boards so we're going to say a lot of stuff that people under 30 will have no clue that never existed
0: <laughs> Pro- probably people under 35
1: yeah yeah no you're right you're right and that's,
0: and that's okay that's that's it uh, is why abso- we're here
1: it, it is it is absolutely okay but um in the early days, if you wanted, before really the internet, there was the home PC, which was somewhat revolutionary, right? And mm-hmm. but you didn't really know because they weren't connected. You didn't really know what to do with it, or you you, you could create a game, you could try programming. It was cool. Yeah, and there was right? there
0: was really like three camps, right? I mean, three main camps, and and you know for all your all you hobbyists, all your all you 45 plus year old, 50 year old hobbyists out there, don't kill me on this one. But, <laughs> you know, because I will get calls. I, I, I know I'm going to get calls from my friends. Oh, you forgot this. You forgot that. But, um, you know, you had really three camps. You had um, Apple. So the Apple One, Apple Two. You had the mm-hmm. IBM, you know, you had the IBM market and its clones. And you yeah. really had that tandy market, that Radio Shack tandy market um, with, with basic coding and basic games and that kind of stuff. And then I guess there is an honorable mention as a fourth. It didn't really tie into the internet so much, but you know, that whole Atari uh, world that was out there. I mean, or Commodore 64. Yep, yep. I'm, when I say Atari, I don't mean uh, Atari gaming system, I mean Atari computer system and, and Commodore 64. Absolutely
1: and so you had these computers but didn't know what to do with them now as is often the case a lot of this stuff um starts as a military application no and, and yeah, <laughs> get out and and uh, also it's you know through the university systems but um the the defense department funds a lot of this stuff um and Somewhere along the line, Al Gore thinks he invented the internet, but that's another story.
0: When I talked to him the other week, he said he did.
1: Yeah. 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 As he's living, I'm not even going to get into that. Anyway. Nice um, Nice avoidance. (laughs) Um, But so, you know, a lot of this stuff, the first semblance of of some kind of network was ARPANET, and, and that's like in 1969.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah, 50 50 years ago, 54 years ago. Wow, there's my math. 54 years ago. Yeah, Advanced Research Projects Agency, ARPANET.
1: And so all this, and and this is how it kind of develops, and we're seeing this with um, artificial intelligence and other technologies. This stuff gets developed in labs, and nobody's really aware of it except the nerds, right? And so this stuff is going on in, in, in... um, it's creating, and then you've got some early adopters, and and like we talked about, the, uh, uh, the home PCs, but really, the, you couldn't hook up to anything. Um, and then, really, it started in the late 80s. So, AOL was launched actually in 89. Right. But they had the the
0: public consumption part of it started in the late 80s early 90s
1: but even then it was very niche
0: yeah for sure it was like you said it was universities only but you know by then um and I don't want to go too deep into this but by then you have to understand that we're, there were a lot of um we're, we're really talking about some foundational technologies that needed to be developed before oh, people, yeah. people could even use it so we're talking about some very early uh types of communication you know the first packet switch networks those types of things i mean without that uh, you wouldn't be able to really communicate from end to end so that all had to be developed and and designed and infrastructure had to be laid down and in place um for any of this um that, that was all the precursor for any of this stuff to happen
1: and uh you know nice little segue our next show is going to be on um uh a a famous actress that helped develop some of those protocols um and was never given the credit for it.
0: That's right. We've been talking we've been kind of in a roundabout way talking this upcoming show up for a while now.
1: Yeah, and, and um yeah, so so we're going to be talking about Hetty Lamar uh who uh who is instrumental in in all this. So, um but you have to this in a time capsule it's so easy to look at it and go oh my gosh how you know why would they do this why why did they develop that it's think of your your internet connection and think of it as like 1 millionth <laughs> of what you have now so the initial dial up connection um was The first dial-up ISP was in 1990, okay? That used your existing phone line, a telephone line, not any kind of data line, not cable. It was your telephone line.
0: Yeah, so you had, like, what, 9,600 BPS. BPS is bits per second. You had, you know, 12,000. You had 24. You had 48 and 96. So as modems got faster... They really pushed that envelope of being able to really use the existing infrastructure, which is exactly what you said. It was phone lines, right? It was phone lines. Yeah. And modems. And, you know, there was an offshoot to the Internet that I I also want to give an honorable mention to because I used to actually host one of them. Um <laughs> it was um bulletin boards bbss bulletin boards yes yes yeah where people would log in with their modems it would be a closed loop system though so you would log into a a a dial up pool uh, of modems and you know 10 or it would be 12 or 24 people who can connect to a server and they'd be able to download what we call freeware at that time so it'd be games or software applications this was you know like you said, 89, 88, to, yep. really, to, to really 96, 95, um, bulletin board systems kind of were around. But they were never really initially tied into the Internet. They were kind of standalone one-offs.
1: Well, and you know what's great, Tim, that, that you brought that up? Because those bulletin boards, those early bulletin boards, this is how things, this is the evolution of the Internet. So slowly we start getting more speeds, and you know we would double from uh, you know uh, twenty-eight to fifty-six k. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you'd have to buy a new modem, and you, it would tie up your phone line when you used it. And if someone picked up the phone, it would jack it up and <laughs> whatever. But so you had these bulletin boards, and the reason you had bulletin boards is because you, the amount of data that you could transfer was relatively slow so they limited the amount of data and it was pretty ugly in these bulletin boards but you could get really good information on it
0: right and the and the tones that you heard at the beginning of the show were actually the modem communicating over a phone line so when you picked up the phone and you were you know online that's what you heard you heard all this jibber jabber in the background and it's basically two communicate two computers communicating at a high bit rate of, of, of communication.
1: And it wouldn't be, you, you'd, it would actually be a phone number. Right. It would be your, 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 your modem would dial a phone number. That's what you heard in, in that clip. It would dial a phone number and then the two modems would talk to each other and then connect. And so, um, because of that, it was very limited in the amount of information you could send. So, at first, it was kind of ugly. One of the biggest steps was when AOL came out, the, what they did is they just put a pretty wrapper pretty much on bulletin boards. They
0: really did. They really did. And not only did they maintain their own bulletin boards, but they had a, you know, a node, a gateway out to the internet. So, you mm-hmm. could spawn off a browser, a very early browser- and, you know, it's no secret of the show, you know, um, George and I are from, you know, uh, the Chicagoland area, even though, yeah. you know, now I'm in the, the Phoenix area. Um, a lot of this occurred, um, you know, a lot of this technology came out of the Chicago area. I mean, for sure, ARPANET and all of the um, heavy... Early stuff came out of Berkeley, came out of the Defense Department, um, all that stuff. But when we're talking about early browsers, that was you know, um, uh, you know, uh, NC, you know, National Centers for Supercomputing Applications down in um, uh, Champaign Urbana, which is in Central <laughs> Illinois. So yep. a lot of people don't know uh, really that browser by its original name, but. I bet you know it by its commercial name which it eventually became netscape
1: right and Mm -hmm. and that's so you've got aol out there which really was the internet and there's still some people and i just saw it on a billboard for a realtor that still have aol.com email addresses
0: oh yeah they're still around For sure. And there's 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 other early networks around like um, um, netcom, uh, you know, the old netcom addresses, which were acquired by Sprint. And then Sprint got sold to T-Mobile. So you still see a lot of this old infrastructure, which people just don't they don't like change. So they just keep their old email addresses.
1: So as again, as as the the bandwidth. Starts getting bigger and bigger. Right, and so you're at fifty-six k, which is fifty-six thousand bits, um, and then you start your the first real browser. So Mosaic was one that that was the first graphical, um, but Netscape was the one that the people gravitated towards. Right, and and so, and, and this will blow a lot of people's minds. Right now, you go on the internet, you type anything and you get something. Mhm. When Netscape came out, a lot of times you search for something and there wouldn't be anything there because there weren't web pages.
0: Well, and um there wasn't really a method to search the web too. The internet at that time was not completely indexed like we have today with Google and like we have today with other search engines.
1: Yeah, and there's and and so these tools had to be built, and today's environment—it's really hard to believe that there was a time when that didn't exist. Um,
0: and it was—it was actually hard to get onto the real internet when I was, you know, in high school in the early '90s. Um, you know, I was lucky to have a brother who was in information technology, and so my first computer was either a Mac or a Sun terminal, and that was like a Unix terminal with. Uh, mosaic like you said or netscape and so i had the means to get on and kind of learn things early on but a lot of other people didn't have the benefit of that but if you had a portal and means to get on oh wow it was a game changer you were oh yeah yeah you were communicating and talking to people over email and email was revolutionary i mean it's like you know there Mm -hmm. was no spam (laughs) There, yeah. because there was no spammers, there was no spam, there was no viruses, it was a different world, it was, it was a lot of education, a lot of, it was, it was kind of like um, walking on earth after trees started growing for the first time. <laughs> yes, just, yeah, no, no, and,
1: and things were, be- and it was, it was really an exciting time, because nobody knew the, the exact direction it was going to take, you know, and so... If you look at it from really bad ninety-three. Um and ninety-four is when Netscape started. Yep. It just went bananas. And and all these companies popped up out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, and it's important to note when when Netscape started, not only did they commercialize the browser, but they commercialized the web servers so companies can get onto the internet. And start serving content. That's that's a big distinction. That's the difference between really late 92, mid 93 and late 93, early 94 is now you're starting to see commercialization of products hit the market. And that's when the internet starts ticking off.
1: Exactly. And then it created a bubble. Whoops. <laughs> and in 98, Google gets formed. Um, yeah, and
0: and at that time, Amazon is starting as a book, uh, book yes, website only, a book, yeah, bookseller, yep, bookseller, yep, yeah, and you start getting, you know, um, some interesting, uh, you have other web crawlers out there and other search engines, um, and but you're right, the the change, the big change was Google. I remember when I saw Google for the first time, I was. You know, at a buddy's house of mine, uh, old friend, um, uh, and he should and I was like, What is this? And he's like, Oh, it's it's Google. You know, and I'm like, Well, what does it do? <laughs> and he goes, Well, it lets you search for things. And I'm like, Well, that's interesting. And I type in something in there and blam, it all comes up and I'm like, Wow, this is gonna make life a lot easier, not even thinking about you know, the Depth and breadth of what that really meant at the time.
1: <laughs> that that was the fun part, though, wasn't it? Discovering all
0: that. Uh, it really yeah. was, and it's important to note too that you know, I mean, even Apple was having you know, even though Apple was having problems at that time, we all know what happened in the in the mid '90s with Apple. They they yeah. had a real, they had some real traction issues, uh, with just product and whatnot but you know um having you know the horsepower too so you know pcs were getting faster app, apples were getting faster um the advent of macintosh obviously coming out in the mid 80s and then you know it becoming a better um more commercialized product but also linux linux is starting to play a mm. role in the world as well so this all ties into the internet conversation Yeah,
1: you know, we should do a show on linux
0: We should do a show on Linux.
1: Just how that guy just kind of revolutionized a lot. Linux. yeah. Yeah, democratized a lot.
0: But it's important to note that a lot of the original code for Mosaic, Netscape, all these things, all this open source stuff, it bled its way into Netscape. It bled its way into what later became essentially the... You know the the basis for Safari on on Apple or Netscape Internet Explorer. I'm oh, sorry, uh, Microsoft Internet Explorer on Windows. So a lot of these concepts and and uh, features functionality. You know, it it was either taken, uh, mimicked, or the open source code was used and modified on these commercialized products.
1: Yeah, and and there in the the overall interweb, as we know it, mm-hmm. also integrated other products that were out there. So, for example, um I remember working on a commercial EDI piece. EDI was like uh, stood for electronic data interface. Um, what it did, it was originally designed for the trucking industry, but they have standards. So they they would have different documents. So an invoice would be a certain number document, and it was in a certain format. And then um, a payment would be another document, and it would be a, a in another format. And so it standardized all these things, and this was used electronically, but mostly by giant companies. Super expensive. I sure. mean, ridiculous expensive. Sure. But so these were Lego pieces that eventually fit into the internet.
0: Yeah, I mean, same thing with me. I mean, in the mid-90s, um, I'm working for a company called SRDS, Standard Rate and Data Service, in Chicago. And, you know, we had large, large databases on, you know, digital equipment servers, di- da- um, digital equipment servers that later become com- uh, HP Compaq and um we were running oracle and basically what the company did was we had demographics we we Hmm. um did all radio demographics newspaper uh, and print demographics tv demographics we literally for you know 60 years had a book that everyone would open up to and if they wanted to go and you know uh do a commercial or or um, you know, pay ad time for a commercial. It would tell you what those demographics are in specific areas around the country. And we broke the country down into slices. That was the whole company was about data. And pre- previous to the internet, it was on books. Then we moved it to the databases. I literally saw this happen before my eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, there was two data entry floors of just great people going through the books and manually hand inputting. These books, and I'm telling you, wow, the the books, the pages were paper thin, and they're they were like, you know, not exaggerating four, thousand pages per book. Oh yeah, and they're just going through. and also, there are people who are calling in and we're modifying this uh, demographics information, and it's all being spilled into an Oracle database, and I literally saw, the sun, you know, uh, computer the servers come in, and yeah. here comes Netscape. And we're linking the internet to the database and providing an online version of those books. And it just evolved, and evolved, and evolved. That company, like you said, Build Building Blocks, right? Uh, Legos, yeah, is, is now part of um, Nielsen, Nielsen Ratings, Nielsen Group. Uh, it was, oh, okay, it was acquired by Nielsen Group, and you know, I mean, but that was. That's the building blocks of how companies went from, you know, and let's call it an analog existence to a digital existence.
1: <laughs> and in conjunction with all these cool things that are being invented or the
0: Lego blocks being plugged in,
1: there had to be more and more bandwidth.
0: Because what's about to come? Napster.
1: <laughs> right. And um and social media. Yeah. Right. So it's all these things built upon each other. And it can't a, a lot of these things came and went. So there was something called the dot com bubble. And the reason it was called the dot com bubble is any company that had a dot com at the end of it, people threw ridiculous money at, they had ridiculous valuations, and most of them didn't make money. And so, all these people threw a ton of money at these com- companies, and then they went belly up.
0: Yeah, some of them were and, some of them were tech companies. A lot of them were news and media companies. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, and and they just they they got all this. It was the first wave of getting like VC money. And then bring them public. That was the thing. Bring these companies public as quick as you could, even if they're not solid business-wise. Right.
0: And before that, it was hard to quantify something like that (laughs) because you had a solid or a relatively solid business. It was either you're either building software or you're building hardware. And, you know, I mean, Texas Instruments, right? Sun Microsystems. Yeah. Yeah. uh, you know, Silicon Graphics, um, you know, IBM, um, Microsoft, all these companies that are building all of these products and services, um, Oracle at the time, right? An early early version of Larry Ellison's, you know, Oracle and, and you know, just how important everything was. And you're absolutely right. There were also companies um, that were starting up that, you know, hey, um, we're going to provide news services online. We're going to provide these feeds online. We're going to provide social early versions of social media and yeah. no one knew you know how that worked and it wasn't a physical widget or a software widget it was a service on the internet that you know how do we monetize it no one understood and a lot of it was yeah they...
1: that's that's true they couldn't figure out how they how is was... right. this is cool we know people are going to use it right but how do we monetize it
0: yep how do we monetize it exactly and, and
1: then in amazon yeah. I'm, I'm sorry go ahead
0: oh i was gonna say and then it, it busted like you like you were about to say.
1: Yeah, and, and a lot of these companies, because they were just poorly run. Um, but Amazon, for example, um, broke all the rules and drove analysts completely crazy because they lost ridiculous amounts of money every year. Yeah. And for many, many years, and their stock price kept on going up, and everyone's like, wait a minute. The rules of business are you need a price to earnings ratio. So the price of the stock is based on X times earnings. Well, they, they really didn't have any earnings because, and then I I saw Jeff Bezos interviewed one time and he's like, and they're like, you've lost more than any company in the history of ever. It was like, you know, billions of dollars every year. And he's like, well, we're growing so fast. We have to reinvest in the company and invest in our our capabilities. But that was that company was given the longest runway I've ever seen ever. And now it's to 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 make it.
0: it. Yeah, now it's the biggest company almost in the world, or one of the biggest. It
1: is. It is, but the numbers didn't make sense early on.
0: Well, I think a lot of the numbers didn't make sense early on. And you know. It's interesting because we're talking about the evolution of the internet, and we're kind of—I'd say what—maybe forty percent, uh, forty percent of the way in, and you know we need to talk about the dark side of the internet too, and that's yeah, you know the 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 porn industry, how they lost their industry really big, right? Everything was on videotapes, everything was on DVD, and now everything's being illegally copied and moved over to the internet and people could stream things. And this also put a demand And on people
1: it. expect it for free now.
0: And people expect it for free, so they have to monetize it a different way. But, and, and you know, um, it, it there was a side benefit to that, and that was the software that was used to publish all these websites, and the software that was used to yeah. build all these websites that would have nothing in later life to do with pornography, right? I mean, we're talking about no, and yeah,
1: it it, it is not an understatement to say that porn built the the current modern internet it, it, because it there was a lot of money to be made in in um in porn on the internet, yeah, but the customers wanted what did they want to see they wanted to see streaming video right. um they they wanted um chat rooms they wanted um search functions they wanted uh variety and in, in all this other stuff all those tools had to be built
0: yep and on the, and, and the and
1: streaming on... of video was probably the biggest contributor to the modern internet
0: yeah no i that's a great point, George. And and inversely, um, the the content providers wanted to put their content up quickly, and they wanted powerful tools that would do that for them in a in a very timely way. So that's where you start seeing companies that build control panels for hosting. Um, you see companies that um, also build you know websites, and a lot of this started entering. Um, and maybe we will do a show on Linux, but you'll, you're starting to see at the the turn of uh, the late 20th century, wow, the late 20th century, <laughs> early 21st century, you're starting to see, you know, that right, right, 99, 2000, right? Yeah. You're starting to see that, that, that uh, open source software initiative starting Linux coming out. Um, you're starting to see all these tools coming out, all these publishing platforms coming out. And that really pushed the internet, too you know um yeah and and web servers apache um you start seeing stuff like um you know that hit the market and uh it it just you know on we continue right
1: would you agree that if it weren't for open source um operating systems web servers that the the development of the internet would have just been relegated to really big companies because i mean i mean it totally so open source is free um and it's it's maintained by true believers okay yeah um and, and so you could before open source you'd have to go to a large company like um I don't know Sun Microsystems or IBM or Oracle or something like this to buy these tools and these products or Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're starting a website, you don't have that money. Yeah, y- you might just have a PC. You, you know, you in the, and even today, you could use a desktop or even a laptop for that matter. Now, um,
0: hell, you could you could run a web server on a on a Raspberry Pi, if you right, want yeah. to. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and so but if it weren't so if it weren't for these open source tools that are free, that would have closed the internet development to only the rich folks, the rich companies, and left to their own devices. That would suck.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and to George's point, what we've very uh, what we've tried to do as we've stepped through the evolution of the internet in this conversation, you know, when we talked about bulletin board systems, that was freeware, that was open source, um, and that was just one component of the internet. And then when we talked about, you know, um, the web browsers and whatnot, you know, Mosaic, that was that was open source, that was free software, um, a- along with. That being able to spawn off commercial software, um, and then now we're talking about ninety nine two thousand, and again we're having that conversation where we're seeing free software, Linux operating systems come out. You know, um, a lot of people really starting to use the internet for, um, for not only commercial but media, um, and mm-hmm. you're seeing media move to the internet, like CNN now starting to get their website up and running, full news twenty four hours a day aligned with their news cycles. Same thing with Fox, same thing with all the media outlets. It's all there. Um, you know, what, what, you know, whenever a media outlet would, um, start up the website would not be an afterthought. Now it would be part of the actual news media, um, you know, modality of, of, of distributing the information.
1: Yeah, and the uh, I'm just reading here that the first news story to be broken online instead of traditional media was 1998, and that was the Bill Clinton scandal.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, what so do that, you know? Uh, Sex and yeah, politics, that, that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Uh, oh. Uh, what? Hey, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, and then, so, you know, here's how... And, and talk about what a disruptive force the internet was. So in 1998, um, Napster comes along, mm-hmm. and that's where you could basically you get your music for free. MP3s, right? M- MP3s, but you didn't have to pay for them.
0: And if you're an audiophile, this would begin the dark days of audio because MP3 file quality is horrible.
1: Yeah, they're, they're terrible. But this is where you know Metallica went. You know, tried oh, yeah, tried to stop it. Yeah. Um
0: no, you're right. You're right.
1: And, and and here's uh so it it had a dual effect. It destroyed the old model of how music was sold. To be fair, the the media companies were re- Ridiculous in the amount of money they were charging it was like 20 bucks for a cd back in 98 yeah and the music wasn't that good you know um uh-huh. and so they never they they opened themselves up to to this and then it got free and then now it's you know many years later then spotify comes out um And now it's streaming, and artists really don't make money when they release records or music. They make money by touring now. Right. So it totally disrupted the entire model of of how you make money off of music.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, a precursor to that, Um, a a real big um, push in that industry was really, I mean, it was really steve jobs i mean it really was he he brought together the uh the studios and said look you you guys are you guys have to get on board with this because and and yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is really outlined in um his uh autobiography um and if you haven't read it you should i'm not going to go into it on this but um it's it's really amazing the level of impact that not only Steve had on the music industry, but the movie industry, it all ties into, you know, the growth of the Internet and the Internet now being used as a medium. Because remember, today, people are streaming over the Internet and using what? Well, we're using Netflix, we're using, you know, Paramount Plus, we're using all these modern streaming platforms. But back even in 2000, that wasn't... That wasn't even heard of. You would go and download MP3s, or you would rip MP3s uh, if you mm-hmm. owned the CD, and then you would load them onto your iPod, uh, iPod, and then you would listen to them. A thousand songs per iPod, right? Um, yep. That was revolutionary, and to get the recording studios and the big, um, the big production studios in line to do that, you know that that is a critical part to the internet growth and. And George and I did not want to leave that out because it really no. is an important part of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, I think what's one of the interesting things you you brought up there, Tim, was when you were talking about Netflix and all the streaming services. That's part of the internet, absolutely. We we forget because we consume it maybe differently. Maybe we consume it on our TVs or even in some respects through a cable box um or or what have you or fire stick but that is the internet that is an internet application yeah and and you're streaming streaming is coming over the internet and so you know the reason i bring that up is a lot of times we're just so used to things right now that um we don't appreciate that this is all part of that infrastructure called the internet. Um, you know, Netflix started out by mailing DVDs in the mail.
0: In fact, they're, they just announced. They just, yes. Yeah. They just announced that they're going to end that.
1: And, And so they've been doing it up until now. That was their first model. And that's what they embraced that blockbuster did not.
0: Yep. And I remember so, when Blockbuster was going through this. I, I remember this, and I remember the CEO of Blockbuster at the time. This was 90, uh, 2005, excuse me. And he was like, you know, we're going to convert Blockbuster into a streaming company, and we're going to we're gonna make this happen. I mean, the, the leadership had the right idea. They were just um, out of position and out of time yeah. and, quite honestly, probably out of money, too, because – like you say, Netflix was there. They they had the machines, you know, out in front of the grocery stores. Remember that? Um, yeah, Redbox. Yeah, they still do. It was yeah. Redbox, and then Netflix, and then Netflix was mail order only. And you know, it was uh, not not to confuse them; they're two different companies. But I mean, uh, you know, it's it's the mixture of those two companies really put the dagger in. Um, you know. Uh, what do you call it uh, blockbuster video right. and what you're seeing is a lot of traditional companies um folding because yeah. they did not a uh, they did not go with the mantra of adapt or die
1: yeah and blockbuster i i believe if i remember correctly one, first they didn't think streaming was going to be a thing and then they wanted to protect their stores right they didn't want to compete with their own stores. Yeah. Which a lot of retailers, honestly have fallen into the same trap.
0: Or, but we but don't a want lot to compete. No, a lot of retailers though, have actually taken, you know, a, a completely one eighty um, uh, 180 degree turn on that. And they said, let's use our stores as the distribution model too. I mean, now they have strong online presence and they're selling products and they're using those stores as drop-off points, case in point. Um, uh, Home Depot does this um Best Buy does this where you go to a best Buy to pick up your products and now you're getting them back in the stores to buy things off the shelf yeah yeah
1: yeah and, and and internet sales right um when it first started oh I don't know if I can trust it and and clearly amazon was was the impetus for a lot of it but but yeah they they are not the only ones but they were you know, there was like buy.com and all these other stores that, that um, it, it really, it really wasn't interesting time. Just so disruptive, so disruptive. And, um and you know, I, go ahead.
0: I was going to say an integral piece to that was <laughs> PayPal. Yes. Because without PayPal and making online purchases secure um and, we all know who one of the founders of PayPal is, so, you know... Um, close personal friend of the show. Close personal friend of the show, yeah, absolutely. Elon, right? Um, yes. Yeah, they, they they started PayPal and then, then obviously sold it off for millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, but PayPal enabled everyone to really trust purchasing product online, and I think that was the next phase of it right when we're talking about 2005 2007 2010 even though we had a recession you know the recession was good and bad because i mean bad for everybody good for the internet because people could buy goods online for relatively cheap and expensive people started going online to buying goods the stores started seeing less sales Uh, you know things started getting delivered at homes you started having that real mass migration of people who traditionally went into the stores and bought product now they're going online and buying product and you started seeing all kinds of weird you know ideas drone drops you know that's when drones came into the story people the whole drone industry started because people wanted to deliver product by drone and then the the FAA said, no, we're not we're not, we're yeah, not doing you, that. That's not happening. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and and along with the internet was also social media. And a lot of depending on how old you are, you may or may not remember um like MySpace. Yep. My space was so influential. It was the number one social network for a while. Yep. Um and it was the kind of, it, it tried to be all things to everybody. Um, there was music on there. And that's where a lot of people would launch their musical careers mm-hmm. um, because they, you know, they could get around the distribution and all that other stuff. And, and people would follow them and, and, um, and they had different rooms and, and, you know, my, my space kind of fell off a cliff, uh, partly because of, 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 facebook and all that other stuff and all the other uh uh, social media pieces that came but it was revolutionary for a very short period of time
0: it was it it captured a lot of younger people and just like what you said music people who love music that's where you started getting uh, what was it pirate bay is that what the um where you started getting a lot of the uh, yes uh, yes websites that sold music illegally or didn't sell, but uh, provided the means of downloading music illegally. Uh, it wasn't, it was indirectly tied to that. Uh, you know, there was a lot of that, and Facebook came along and they seemed a little bit more grown up. Um, it was run by just people who really had deep pockets in Silicon Valley, too. Yeah. So they had, this is one of those things where, you know, um, you have the right players in place, and you, you're just going to steamroll over somebody else. But to your point, Twitter started coming on the scene. F- yeah, Facebook's-
1: YouTube's, YouTube's tw- 2005, Twitter YouTube. 2006. Yep. Um, I, so think about that. Mm-hmm. YouTube, Twitter, yep. and
0: Facebook are not even 20 years old. Nope. And people would be like, well, wait a minute. What did you guys do before that? <laughs> yeah, right.
1: And 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 the first mobile device, really, the first mobile device that that made all that stuff, all the social stuff really accessible was the iPhone. And that didn't come out to 2007. 2007.
0: Yep, 2007. That and we're kind of getting there, right? So now 2007 yeah. rolls around and you literally had a delimitation in 2007 yeah there was a no date, question yep there was a date before it before the iphone came out <laughs> um where you had the most closest piece of technology you could put in your pocket and have a basically a baby computer would be um a uh what do you call it a uh um what phone was that? That was a, a BlackBerry. Uh, a BlackBerry. Yeah, thank you. Yep. You you would you know before that date you would have a BlackBerry. After that date, you had a mobile computer that had a touchscreen, and you can load and unload apps from it through an app store. What? And it was
1: pretty.
0: It was very pretty.
1: That's a that's a. When the iPhone came out, there were there was a lot of skepticism, because it didn't have the keyboard. Right. And everything was on the screen. And, but even, Apple just does this better than anybody. They It, it was just pretty and you'd want to use it. And, um, you know, one of the other things that coincides with all this is the availability of cheap bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Okay. None of this happens. None of this happens without bandwidth.
0: And Absolutely none of it. To your point, which is a great point, wireless fidelity or Wi-Fi starts getting better in the home. Um, yes, the ability for cellular networks to deal with capacity gets better. So you have really three, um, uh, three industries. You know the cellular industry, which at the time, cellular one, AT and T, Sprint. I'm, you know, we're looking at a moment in time ten years ago, right? Fifteen years ago, Um, and then also, you know, you have the Linksys, uh, you have the TP-Links, you have the all these companies that built U.S. Robotics. U.S. Robotics (laughs) was still around. They had made the migration from making modems to building in-home Wi-Fi and kind of helping out there. And then, you know, and to your point, DSL, cable. Um, You know, DSL was a big thing in the early 2000s, late 90s, where you can go beyond that 56K bit rate. Um, And, you know, there was a, you know, honorable mention, there was a three-year window of ISDN. Yeah,
1: yes. (laughs) Or 128K, uh,
0: and you can actually bond two of them together and get, you know, uh, get even faster speeds, but not a lot of people use them. But, you know, I mean... So your point is well taken. You know, none of this happens. None of this happens without faster speeds.
1: And just so in in the early two thousands, businesses would pay I think it would be a thousand or twelve hundred bucks a month for a T one line, which was one point five
0: meg. This is where George and I met for the first time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, at at a, at a telecom company, that that really worked, that really focused on delivering data. Yep, right. Now, in context, if you have a cable modem, you're probably getting three to five hundred five hundred meg. And you're probably paying under under a hundred bucks
0: a month, right? right if now. you're if you're in a large urban market, yeah, probably. In, yeah,
1: yeah. And, and if you're not, you're you're probably still getting close bags. to a hundred, yeah. right? Yeah. Two, two, 250 meg. You used to pay a twelve hundred dollars for one point five meg twenty years ago. Yeah. So the the reason this matters is that allows the content to be in just infinitely better your your videos don't freeze they don't chop you're able to deliver much much higher quality video your everything is faster your voice stuff sounds better um you're so you can develop
0: Richer apps, yeah, richer, richer content.
1: content. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. What you're listening to now, in not that long ago, you would not, this would be completely choppy, right? Because there's no way you'd be able to get this bit right through on, on what was available.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, 30 years has been probably the most transformative.
0: And then, you know, we once we get past 2010 into the 2015s, 2017s, you're looking at the what I call Uber the the age of Uber, right? So now yeah, you're you're now real services are jumping online. I mean, not that real services weren't before, right? But now you're now people are ordering cookies online. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uber Eats, you know, ordering car, you know, car pickup, um you watching videos online, but but really streaming all day in home, which is kind of the difference, right? Um, yeah, the TV industry has been changing you got oh. remember you got to remember something. This is the interesting thing. Uh, other industries that are impacted by the internet, you all know I go to this consumer electronics show every year. Um, mm-hmm. the TV was pretty much pretty much the same from. 1930x when it first came out, 1940x when it first came out to you know early iterations of it to about 1997 and a half, 98, um when you know the first high definition 1080 um I interlaced not P progressive scan TV came out, mm-hmm. um but TVs did not really take off as far as Resolutions concerned, meaning 1080p, you know, and so it was really 480p, 1080i, 1080p, then you know 720 someplace in there a little. Right. And then you get 4K rich 4K content. Now we have rich 8K content coming out. It's been out for a while already, but you know, and all these things, and and streaming hasn't come out. The TV industry has just been absolutely pushed by the internet revolution in the latter half. Of the, you know, 20 teens because of the infrastructure that was built, the the streaming, the technology that's available, and just the adoption rates of people who want to watch streaming, you know, TV, Apple TV, Roku's, those types of things.
1: And one of the things in home that absolutely uh, revolutionized everything was cable TV. Yep. And they didn't realize it at the time when cable TV first came out. I remember it first came out like in Florida. Um, (laughs) My uncle had it. Uh, That's where HBO was and all that stuff.
0: Cable vision.
1: Yes. Yes. And and they didn't realize at the time they used very thick cables to deliver the video signal. Yeah, coax. Coax. It's a really fat cable. It is. And... Just by happenstance, when they started looking at delivering data to people's homes, they already had this giant fat cable <laughs> that was in there.
0: We all say thank God for coax because coax yeah. literally um, started the cable revolution and is still, in my opinion, probably the 70th percentile, maybe higher uh, for the delivery of all internet today
1: yeah yep yeah, yes.
0: It's got so much and, bandwidth, the coax cable,
1: and without having that cable, which when they first dropped it into most homes, they were not thinking about data. No, they were not. They just got lucky <laughs> and they and they solved one of the biggest problems in telecom because they wired all these houses, the last mile is always the biggest hurdle whenever you're delivering any kind of bandwidth to home yeah. and the cable company solved that. And the other thing I was thinking about when we, when you were talking about Uber or, or, you know, DoorDash or any of these other apps, cause it's on the phone and it's an app on your phone. It's really easy to disassociate that oh, yeah. with the internet, but their servers, you know, in a data center and it's going across communications lines and it's going across the internet netflix uber all these things we just use all the time today that's all part of the internet yep but a lot of times we don't it's easy to think it's not because it's on your phone you know
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and now i mean we're kind of coming up on today right i mean yeah uh, i i think that um, you know, as we approach the latter half of the 20 teens and in the 2020, 20, 21 and 22, with you know the pandemic that we had, I think that really there was. Really, the next wave, right? I mean, the, oh, the yeah. internet revolution does not stop. I mean, now we're talking about work from home and we're talking about school from home. And, you know, some of that's tapered off, but without the infrastructure that was in place, kids wouldn't be able to learn and stay in school through the pandemic. You know, work, um, it would have been probably a, a larger impact because Zoom grew, um, Microsoft Teams grew, all these, all these. Companies. Yes. Oh, oh man. Yeah. The, the, the,
1: that was their magic moment.
0: That was their magic moment. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: It, and, and it was based out of necessity. I remember thinking, man, there are IT shops and data centers that are scrambling for their lives right now trying to get all this bandwidth and all these users to on remotely, you know.
0: Yep, and and you know the old saying it it's very accurate. You know, necessity is the mother of all invention. And it uh, is, yeah. You know, um, yeah. And so, thanks to the internet, you know, life was definitely changed. It was definitely altered. And you know, we're on the the backside of far now, enough away from the pandemic to reflect back and say, how hard would that have been, honestly. How hard yeah. would that have been, if oh we didn't? Gosh. If we didn't have the entertainment services of the internet, like streaming, like video chat, being able to, you know, reach out to loved ones over Alexa, you know, um, devices and whatnot, and whatever it is people choose to use to talk, right? Um, also, work, right? the The ability to VPN in the work securely, the the ability to do work from home. Um, you know, a lot of these things couldn't have been possible without the internet, and it would have made the pandemic that much worse. I think.
1: Yeah, and to go along with my joke from the beginning, here we go. A lot of people would have ten brothers and sisters. <laughs> right? I think that happened, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> so, um, looking at you know, Happy Birthday, Internet. Yeah. You know, let, let's let's raise one to the internet. Here's one thing that's really interesting to think about. The internet is 30 years old. Let's think about where airplanes were or cars or television sets were when they were 30 years old. Right. So from, you know, let's just say for from just a practical standpoint, the Model T came out in, what, 19... Early nineteen hundreds, right? Nineteen twelve or something like that. Nineteen oh eight, whatever. We'll go with that. Okay. So, from think of the car in nineteen forty. (laughs) Yeah. Think of where a car is today. We're only thirty years into this thing.
0: Yeah. Or an airplane, right? Um, Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. The the Wright brothers, you know, flying their little airplane in in on the east coast and then 30 years later you know you know we're still flying propellers maybe maybe a jet engine comes along during world war ii but you know not it's still 30 years
1: yeah yeah and and, <laughs> and now where we're at right and so uh happy 30th but the reality is is the internet's still kind of in diapers
0: it absolutely and and looking forward to this you got to remember the internet's on the International Space Station. You know, we now have companies that are um, putting satellites in orbit that are providing internet to the to, to countries that never had it before, right? And and providing high-speed internet access to you know our backyards. So like Starlink and so forth and so on. So I think you're going to see um, the internet evolve as we evolve, but it's going to be, uh, to your point, George, faster. And it's going to have a farther reach as we, um, you know, go to the moon in the next 20 years. And beyond yeah. that, I think the Internet will definitely be there. It will be a modality for communication. It will just be an extension of it. And, you know, it's just going to get faster. It's just going to get more richer and deeper. Um, yeah. And And that's where a lot of our past conversations really... You know where we kind of ending this conversation is where those conversations really picked up the metaverse, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and as more processing power and more bandwidth come in play, it's going to allow things like the metaverse to be r- more realistic and yeah. cooler, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It 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 it's it goes without even saying that um the internet will only be as powerful as uh, you know the the devices that we connect to um, that use it, right? I mean, we are yeah. talking talk about, you know, very fast laptops, very fast phones, fast terminals and computers, you know, or or maybe devices that we haven't even really thought about yet. I mean, you know, uh, goggles, right? VR headsets yeah. or yeah. something different, maybe a Neuralink, um, you know, something different like with what uh, uh, other companies are working on. So, you know, things we can't even, you know, really even think about right now
1: yeah and uh you know just out of respect we'll be cool to the internet and even though it's 30 as it gets older we'll still politely say it's 29 nice i like that <laughs> nice oh <sighs>
0: Well, that's good. We dumped a lot of information, so... Um, I think, and this
1: was fun. This, yeah. was, this was a fun look back, man.
0: It was. I, I can't believe it's 30 years old. I feel old now. I know. Oh, dude.
1: But 30 years isn't that long for for the shit that it's gone through? Holy crap.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting to see where it is in the next 30 years. Oh, my gosh. I. The only thing that this
1: leads me to believe is... I don't know that I could think wildly enough. You know, in my wildest thoughts, I don't know that I could hit
0: what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting it's be a, ride. It's
1: going to be awesome.
0: It's going to be very awesome. All right. Thanks, George. Uh,
1: all right, buddy. This was fun.
0: No, it was good.